right, so this is our introductory podcast for Like God Die. I'm Josh. And I'm Calvin. All right, all kinds of awkwardness. Super. This, this first time we're new to this game. Basically, what we're going to talk about is misperceptions about who God is um, in our society and uh, misperceptions of what it means to follow him. Um, and I guess it comes from a lot of different places personally in my life um, that I'll go into over time. But just to keep it brief for right now, um, I guess with our society in particular, I guess it's the same probably worldwide to some extent, but with our society, we have so many um, thoughts about who God is um, given to us from society, from the church, from the way that Christians act, from what we hear about who God is. And um, in large part, I feel like coming to God is even like a stripping down of our preconceived notions um, and almost like burning down the house so the foundation remains. Um, and in large part, just that uh, coming to God isn't so much recognizing, oh, God exists and I understand him fully, um, but uh, the changing of our preconceived ideas and seeing that some of those are just wrong. The God that we thought existed is not quite the God that is. Um, and for people that reject God entirely, um, just that a lot of things that they're rejecting aren't actually attributes of God in the first place. Um, so yeah, I uh, wanted to do this podcast just to kind of open up conversations with people um, that are following God, um, some that aren't, and just kind of talk about um, what they see as big misconceptions about what it means to follow God or who God is. Um, and one thing that's really important, I don't want this to come across like we have any answers to give the people um, or that we have anything figured out or that we're going to be right all the time. Um, but in large part that uh, we notice a lot of things that can be misleading, that can kind of mess up our perceptions. And uh, we want to really let those let those die, let God die in the, the lowercase g manner um, so that God in all that he is can truly live in our lives. Um, so I invited Calvin to be a part of this because uh, he's a guy that I respect a whole bunch. Um, some people call him Father, Father Calvin, Father Holloway. <laughs> um, I don't think he likes that all, all that much. I did not start that by any means. <laughs> yeah, he didn't start that. Just a guy that has a lot of integrity that I appreciate a bunch and has made a big impact on my walk just as a bro. Yeah, I wanted him to be a part of this, so I'll let him kind of introduce himself. Tell us about you and, I guess, kind of your thoughts on the whole let God die idea. Well, uh, what's up? I'm in, my name's Calvin Holloway. I think when you first introduced, like, let God die to me, I was kind of like, hmm, this is a very interesting take on a name. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I definitely was like, huh. Then you said it was lowercase g, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, that definitely does make sense that the real God can live. Yeah, I've um, definitely had some eyebrows lifted with... <laughs> I mean, if people here and there were they're just like, oh, okay, so you're like atheists that hate hate God and hate Jesus. I'm like, ah, no, 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 not at all. Um, let Let's talk a little bit. And <laughs> so yeah, it was like an excellent like conversation grabber. It definitely grabbed your attention, and for sure, I mean, God definitely is a type of father who loves to have the attention of his kids. And I really think it's pretty amazing that you like you know started this whole thing to get people to see that. You know, what people are telling you God is, is not who God is. And 
who your friends may tell you God is is not who God is. But, you know, the best way to know is to let God tell you who God is. <laughs> and I think that's uh, really awesome because even myself, like, you know, in my testimony, I kind of grew up in a uh, single parent household. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandmother raised me in church, small town Baptist church, Unity Baptist in Detroit, Michigan. And, um, you know, I did all the kids plays and stuff growing up. I got to be Michael the Archangel once. Had like a really sick costume. It was I never dope. got to be Michael. <laughs> I kept that thing till I was fifteen, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, like growing up in that, my grandmother kept us in church as young kids, and like you know, didn't understand why. Yeah. But like you know, I followed because you know she had such a strong faith in God, but that faith wasn't really my own. Yeah. And uh, it was only until like I became a man, like around the age twenty-two, where I began to kind of really own my faith for myself, and I began to kind of see. Uh, in our church, I was taught in Sunday school that if you pray for forgiveness, you know, no matter what you did in life, you know, Jesus will forgive you and he'll save you. And, you know, that was kind of the message that I rolled with most of my life mm-hmm. until I began to realize that, you know, this isn't producing much fruit in my life at all. Like, I don't really feel close to God. I just feel like I'm like screwing up a lot, sinning a lot, asking for forgiveness. So he was more like my get out of jail free card. Yeah. So like, Having that perception in my mind growing up, I grew into like bad habits and things like that where mm-hmm. like, you know, they say like it's better you ask forgiveness or how's that saying go? Better to ask for forgiveness, forgiveness than, than permission. Ask for permission yeah. yeah. So like I kinda lived my life by that, like growing up and things like that. And it never really brought me closer to God. I never felt the closeness or the nearness that when I actually read the Bible that I see. So, like, you know, my perceptions were really jacked. And then that I began to kind of make God into who I wanted him to be mm-hmm. instead of who he really is. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, you just saying that um, it brings to mind, like, what people refer to as, like, bumper sticker theology. Yeah. Where, um, <laughs> yeah, we we want to, you know, like, mix things down into nice, neat phrases a lot of the times. Um, big theological truths. Um, because they sound good. And without even realizing it, we gravitate towards them. Um, and maybe we don't just think like, oh, I saw that once. Like, it's true. But at the same <laughs> time, um, even in the church, I remember just hearing a lot of things that sounded great, you know. Um, and I kind of based my understanding on God of God and what it means to follow him on those things that I heard from people that I respected a lot. Um, and when it came down to it, you know, like, they just... They weren't biblical, you know, um, they weren't true. They sounded great. They sounded like they must be true. Like God helps those who help themselves and mm-hmm. cleanliness is next to godliness and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and things that all, I think, have a very strong element of truth to them. Um, but if just taken at face value with nothing else, without the context, can be really detrimental and damaging. Where I've seen that lived out in my own life a whole lot. Um things that I just accepted because I heard them so much or, um, yeah, because I just felt like, yeah, that, that must be how it is because that sounds really good. And if God is good, then that must be the case. Um, but when it comes down to it, it, uh, led me to a lot of false expectations of what it meant to follow God, false expectations of what, what I should expect out of life. Um, so when crap actually did hit the fan, there were times that just like what the heck you know faith gets rocked yeah faith gets rocked um so yeah no way do we feel like we have the solution to that um but uh another place that this comes out of is 
Um, just not having conversations like this, I think, is a really detrimental thing. Um, it's because there are so many things that I never heard really delved into. They're just kind of surface level conversations or um, just statements that were made that weren't fully explained. And because of that, you know, like I was just like, oh, all right, that must be the case. Um, and then when life showed me differently, I didn't really know quite how to handle it. Um, so, uh, yeah, of, of course, we're going to say things that aren't going to be right. You know, we're going to say things that might even uh, cause different questions to come up, you know. <laughs> um, but one thing that uh, I really believe is um, peace and understanding is often far more important than answers. Yeah. Um, and um, even just when when Jesus talked about, like, seek me, you'll find me, you know, it's it wasn't so much seek me and you'll find what you wanted, you know, like <laughs> it's seek, seek and you'll find him, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's more important <laughs> to find than our answers in the first place. So true. I feel like having answers doesn't necessarily, like, grow our faith at all. Mm. You know, and it doesn't grow our trust in our belief in God. It just, it's like, it, it, it's like if anyone just gave you anything for your entire life, you know, you never appreciate having to actually work for it. But, you know, in this case with Jesus, like why us like just getting revelation from him and just getting all the answers rather than having him? I mean, we're still at a loss. Yeah. One one thing that I think about a lot is just like a great answer or like an answer to a huge question typically doesn't change your heart yeah you know um <laughs> and, uh, yeah i mean it, it could be a step in the process i guess you know um but yeah i think for me personally there have been so many like questions big questions that i had that uh, not that i necessarily have gotten answers to those but like i've grown in my in my understanding um but uh but yeah like the the big questions that i have had that i have had answered it basically left me at a point of like oh okay you know, like, but yeah, it didn't, it like, didn't transform, now? you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what now? Cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what we're hoping to do is uh, just open up dialogue and um, hoping to, um, I don't know, invite you into the dialogue in some type of way, um, whoever you are listening to this, whether you think everything that we say is bullcrap or whether you agree, um, whether you are close to God, whether you're far from God, um, just to hopefully challenge you in some type of way and hopefully um, end up challenging ourselves to continue growing and not just be stagnant. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue the discussion. I'm sure we'll get more into where this is coming from for each of us as time goes, but just want to kind of introduce everybody to what we're doing and um, kind of what we're not. And, uh, Hope that you'll follow along. If there's anything else you want to add, Kelvin? Like, what do we not want people to take away from this podcast? Okay, exactly. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess what I don't want people to take away is just to, like, I don't know, try to try to intellectualize everything, um, but to actually realize that, you know, like, Jesus is alive and living, you know, and it's not just a head knowledge thing to have the right perception and then you're good, you know? Um, also, you know, we both go to the same church, but it's not about that in any kind of way. Right. Um, 
and we'll uh, we'll talk somewhat about problems in the church i'm sure um but like we're we're both very pro church i always come back to um even times that i've been very frustrated with the church um in general and where it's gone like jesus established the church um and if he believed in it then that's saying something i can't just ignore that um so in no way do i want anyone to take away that we're anti-church or that we are against certain denominations or anything like that if anything i believe in just unifying um different denominations um in, in in to the point where we don't focus on the differences but we can come together and just recognize that yeah we want to know jesus and that's most important to us and that we can encourage each other along in that right um i'd say those are kind of the main things that come to mind right now um just that yeah we're we're not we're not saying that we have all the answers we're not <laughs> about disunity we're not about i don't know any of any of that stuff like we we want to grow and we don't want to be negative about things right um but we do realize that there are a lot of things that are kind of built up that need to be torn down um and uh that a lot of what we do believe a lot of what we've been told are just like fabrications um and i want to know the truth and not just what sounds good um and i don't want to just gravitate towards you know what sounds pleasant um but I want to know the truth and uh, continue in that. So I guess that's pretty nice. much what I'm thinking about for that. Think pretty much too, like you know, Christianity is not going to really be summed up in like you know a sentence. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah, we, yeah. That's one thing that yeah we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to deconstruct walls just to put up new ones. Yeah. Um, you know, like it. I guess there are some things that. might be able to be boiled down to i guess you could say like simple sentences because because they're true you know um but yeah we don't want to like rip bumper stickers off the cars just to (laughs) create our new ones you know right i want to more so um, one of my friends he put it years ago that uh he always writes the the definition of who god is like on his heart in pencil um just because he never wants to like basically you know put something that's permanent that will um inform all of his decisions and miss out on who god is um but wants to just have an open heart to all right god if i'm missing something you know like i would love to to see who you really are or what it really means to follow you um that's really good yeah that's really really good yeah that always stood out to me a lot and uh, not to be so fixed on what you think who god is that you try to get him down to a system but like ever be willing to accept the fact that you're not going to know everything about God. Yeah, totally. And like I was saying before about like life experiences not fitting into what I understood God to be. Um, yeah, it came straight out of that, of just like, well, I mean, God is this way, so of course this won't happen in my life. Um, and then when things did seem out of control, I just came to a point of, all right, God, like what's going on? Um Instead of recognizing that, well, maybe the way that I understood God to be is a little bit different than the way he actually is. That can be a tough pill to swallow. Um, Absolutely. Um, So I I think also just to to note, both of us have been through 
just a lot of areas of brokenness in our own lives. So we're not coming from a point of view of, yeah, we've had, had it nice and simple and, you know, like nothing crappy, you know, that we've experienced. So like we just have this stuff to share, you know, yeah. um, we've come through a lot of just broken areas where we've seen God show up in a, in a real way. So that's a big motivation for us doing this in the first place too. I'm pretty excited for what this is going to be and also the potential that it's going to have to like, you know, kind of open people's eyes and minds to the fact that, you know, God is ever expanding, you know, he is infinite. And because of that, you know, we have to constantly be willing to take that next step. So Mm -hmm. maybe I pray, hopefully and prayerfully that this does help encourage people like, you know, it's okay to not know it all. Yeah. (laughs) You know, by any means, it's not. It's not a bad thing that, you know, you don't know everything about Jesus because we don't, Mm -hmm. you know, about we're all growing and, you know, you're Jesus is willing to take his next step with you. Yeah. Every single day for you to see more of him for who he really is. So Mm -hmm. pray this is definitely going to be super encouraging. I'm pretty much ready for our first interview. All right. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, we'll be posting that soon. And uh, if you listen this far, thanks so much. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully we weren't too long winded. Um. I'm not not a fan of talking at people. Um, I like talking with people, and even when I'm on stage doing poetry, it's really awkward sometimes because that's not <laughs> that's not how I like to communicate. So, um, so yeah. That being said, I'll start stop talking now. Um, but thanks so much, and hopefully have you guys tune in next time. Until next time. Till next time. God bless, guys. <laughs>